This week on Glistening Particles. Uh, why do I cycle for the Great Cycle yeah. Challenge? Is because once you're involved in this, there's, there's no way you walk away from it. I thought maybe I'd do one and done right. and I'd do something else this year, but you know, it just came right back to me. The organization is incredible yeah. and uh, the there's every rider out there that I run into is extremely supportive. This is Glistening Particles, and I'm Jane, your host. I like to hear inspiring stories for people that I barely know and share them with you, and that's what we do here. I never know how it's going to go. I never know what they're going to say, but it's always a good story. Hey, listeners, this is a special series for the Great Cycle Challenge, where I'm hoping to shine light on some of the riders participating in this amazing fundraiser for Children's Cancer Research Fund. Did you know over 15,700 American children are diagnosed with cancer every year, and sadly, 38 children die every week? These riders are in there giving their time and effort to help change that number and change that story. So if you get a chance, go out and donate, and please support this incredible fundraising effort. Thank you. In this episode, I'm talking with Matt Reset. He's a rider out there for the Great Cycle Challenge, and he has been an avid cyclist for a good part of his life. And then he took a break and did other things like trail running and half marathons and things like that. And then he got back into riding. And he's been doing the Great Cycle Challenge now and finds that it is the exact um, inspiration he needs to get out there. And like many of the riders, he shares a story of how he has his own hardship, but like this is one of those things that gets him through it and focuses on something else. So with that, here's Matt. Hi, Matt. Welcome to Glistening Particles. Hi, Jane. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. It's a Monday morning. I've been recording for work since, well, for the last two hours since 5 a.m. So you'd think my voice would be more ready, but it's apparently not. How are you doing? Uh, we're having a fat as a like you said. It's Monday morning. It's going to be an exciting <laughs> week. It's our it's our last week of Great Cycle Challenge. We only have uh, seven more days to get all the miles and dollars in. At least the day that we're recording today, which is I think June twenty fourth. June twenty fourth. I know. I can't believe we're down to a week. I thought I would have um, my miles done by now, and I don't. How about you? Uh, I'm getting there. My my mile challenge is uh, five hundred and fifty miles this year. And so, uh, but the weather has not been cooperating for a lot of us. Um, I know. So I've still got about 160 miles left to, uh, to get through in the next uh, six to seven days. How are you feeling about that? Uh, it's, I think it's going to be a challenge to get it done this year. Last year I was, I rode for 500 miles and I had it done right about this time frame. But like I said, okay. weather has been keeping us off the roads. It's uh, uh, difficult, I think. Uh, 
just to define the time, especially if you're stretching out for the big miles. But uh, we'll get it done. It's, it's a worthwhile right. charity. We've been involved with it for a couple of years, and, and I'm very excited to, to actually crank it out. I'll be out there probably on June 30th in the dark for the last <laughs> couple of miles, but we'll get it. So um, we are on the same team, too, on Team Bella. How did that happen? Um, well, uh, every year I think it's really important to be part of one of the teams. Like I said, this is my second year riding in the Great Cycle Challenge, and and it's one of uh, uh, it's 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 one of those things that you, it's unfortunate you say you really want to do this because of course the the best thing in the world would not have to do this. The best thing in the world exactly. would not have to ride to uh, for kids with cancer or anybody that is fighting the battle, um, but. Uh, if you're going to have to do something like this, I think the Great Cycle Challenge has been a fantastic organization. And and, and Jane, I also want to take a moment, if it's okay with you, just I'd love to recognize mm-hmm. what you are doing with this podcast series. Uh, I got Aww. to hear your first podcast in Glistening Particles based on our team leader sending out a note saying there's a person doing podcasts. Do you check it out? Would you like to be interested in it? Well, that led me to listen not only to the other Great Cycle Challenge interviews that you've been doing, uh, but mm-hmm. also your whole podcast. And I, I commend you for your incredible positive spirit and, and the effect that you're trying to make on the world that you can, uh, the, the world around you. It's, it's really a great podcast. And your stories have been motivational. And the Great Cycle Challenge stories is like, I, don't, I, you, I do not belong in the company of the other people you've been interviewing because there's been some amazing writers out there. Um, oh my gosh! I'm like like almost in tears. Thank you for saying that. Oh, that was so kind. Well, it, but, but it's oh the truth. Gosh. Just just yesterday, I'm out cranking out a 25 miler on our local rail trail, and uh, so I feel it's safe to always like have one headphone or one earbud in. And I'm listening to uh, listening particles, and I'm listening to the interview with uh, Nat's mom. And mm. I, I'll let you know. You should put a warning on the front of that and you kind of do you give us a heads up what's going to happen somewhere about 20 some minutes in but i'm just getting to the end of my ride and i'm listening to that courageous story and that that incredible courageous mom and uh wow i'm really like i can't ride any further i'm done so but no that was that yeah yeah. that was a good that was hard that was the hardest thing interview i think i've done uh, ever of all the people i've talked with because you know, I really wanted to honor her story however she wanted to tell it. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to like steer away from the hard parts or, you know, pull her out of the middle of, you know, she went through the details of the diagnosis to losing her daughter and whoosh, that was, that was hard. But I thought not even a drop in a bucket to the hard, the hard times that they went through. So just go through it. And, um, and I really was happy with the way it turned out. I think that it gives people such a good I don't know, a real understanding of both like how horrific this disease, these diseases are, and also um, how her mom is coming out of it on the other side and how she's continuing to carry her daughter's spirit with her. And that's the important thing. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, and it's your, it's the stories you're helping create and stories like her that we can go out and we can fundraise and we can go hit up friends and family and say, well, I'm, I'm out there riding, support my cause, support my ride. Um, and you can show them pictures and you can tell them stories, but, uh, listening to, to Nat's mom, um, go through what her, what her daughter went through and the many, I mean, the thousands of other mm-hmm. kids that are also battling. I mean, it's a great slogan that we have that 
you know, that they should be living life, not fighting for it. And uh, right. it's just, though, I mean, we've got to figure this out. We have the, we have a wonderful technology. We're living in a, at a time of incredible medical science and uh, whatever we can do, whether it's contributing, riding a bike, being active, being involved, it's, it's time to find the, find the, a solution. Absolutely. And I've, I've been blown away by this actual fundraiser. I've never been, this is my first year. And like, I think so many people said, it just sort of floated past me on Facebook and now I'm in, and I don't think my life will be the, be the same after doing this. You know what I mean? And then I look at like the amount of money this group has raised over the, you know, for this month, even I just saw, I looked at our team. We were, we met our goal. Yeah. Um, fundraising goal just like we're over by 50 bucks and like we got there which is so cool yeah and i didn't catch that until today yeah we're we're over by uh actually we're over by 509 dollars right now oh even more so yeah. yeah i looked at that again too early in the morning which which <laughs> and and if we look at our individual targets we're not done we've we've got other people out there still oh, i know so yeah, yeah, it's yeah and i think i know we all have some miles to get in i definitely do i have to get in 80 by the end of the week. And, you know, that's going to take some work to get that done. So um, tell me how you got involved with the challenge. Well, you know, I've been thinking about this and I'll I'll try to go really quickly. My story with cycling uh, goes way, way back to when I was uh, young, when my parents, uh, uh, I was born in 1966, I'm 53 years old. And my parents, when I was an entry teen, 13, 14, um, uh, got divorced and moved apart from each other. And during that time period, they were, they were figuring out their own lives. And there, we lived about 16, 17 miles from each other. And I mm-hmm. wanting to be involved in being with both of them. A lot of the time, especially in the summertime, if I wanted to spend time with one parent or the other, my method of getting between them was riding a bicycle. And so mm-hmm. I started riding uh, you know, back and forth and looping. The only way you could get there is loop out into the country and back in. So that's, I've always, since that time, there's always been a bike somewhere in my life. Um, I got, when I finished with high school, I went through in the Marine Corps for eight years, living out in California, riding out there, I moved back to Michigan. Michigan people come back. I don't know why, but we do. <laughs> no, my dad was Marine. He went out to California. And I always, like, I heard the story that my dad was invited to buy an avocado farm out there with a buddy when they got out of the Marines and my mom wanted to come back. I'm like, mom, California, man. What were you thinking? (laughs) Avocados now, man. Come on. (laughs) I know. We would have been, yeah. Yeah. Good life. The good life. So yeah. So Wisconsin people come back as well. I I think think. Midwestern people come back. Something (laughs) about being around the lakes. So yeah, maybe that's it. So I, so then you got back. Got and... into cycling and did just all kinds of rides. I rode, um, I was friends. We did a self-supported ride across Alaska one year. Uh, we rode wow. Colorado. We did multiple state and I was riding road and trail, just cycle, cycling, cycling. Uh, met my now uh, beautiful wife, then beautiful girlfriend, um, in riding. And we did several mm-hmm. tours together and just got really involved. And then um, after we got married, the year my daughter was born, I was involved in a couple, two uh, uh, pretty horrific uh, cycling accidents. It was not anybody's fault. It wasn't car involved. It was just those things where a wheel touches a wheel at an inopportune time. And 
and you're thrown off the bike and helmets crack open. And uh, Mm. that all happened when my daughter, Rachel, was just a few weeks old. And I said, hmm, this is a this is a sign that uh, I'm I'm done cycling. I've after 20 plus years of of always being on a bicycle, I'm, I'm done. Fast forward a couple of years, so I, we stop, I stopped riding altogether, except around the neighborhood with my children, until... How long ago was this? Uh, that, well, that was, in two, that was in 2004. Okay. And then just three years ago, um, mm-hmm. I'd gotten into doing things like trail running and running half marathons. And uh, if you ever see a picture of me, you go, that guy can't walk a mile, let alone run a half marathon. But it, I did... Um, I'm a, I'm, I'm a slow <laughs> mule, but, uh, um, I was having medical issues and we couldn't figure out what it was and, mm-hmm. uh, ended up going to Ann Arbor, Michigan and going through a huge, wonderful doctors there and, and rheumatologists and stuff. And I found out that I had uh, a form of a rheumatoid arthritis called ankylosing spondylitis, which is causing, and it's again, it's not one of these things, it's sort of in a way, I don't compare it to cancer because my battle is not nearly what their battle is. Mine is min- minuscule compared to theirs, but it's one of those uh, diseases that I didn't do anything wrong. It's not because I ate something wrong or I, I had a lifestyle that was bad. Uh, it's just something that you know my body has. And very mm-hmm. slowly, it's causing my hips to to kind of weld together. My body is actually okay. fighting this disease by creating bone spurs, and part of my back is is already naturally fused together because of my body's immune system trying to to tackle this disease that there my body can't wow. fight. And there's there's actually um, there's people with AS all, uh, all through the United States and around the world. It's uh, it's an unfortunate disease. Uh, but it's just, it's, it's, so my body, I can't run anymore. I can't okay. do these long distance. So I can't do these things that I was loving. And, and about three years ago, my physical therapist and my doctor said, have you ever thought about riding a bike? Do you know anything about biking? <laughs> and I went vaguely. Yeah. Oh. I kind of back in the dis back in the distant past, I kind of, so I decided if I'm going to ride now, because all that riding back then was for me and for myself and uh, all these fun trips, but it was all very internalized. And mm-hmm. I went, you know what? I'm, I'm going to get back on a bike and I'm not going to ride for reasons. I'm going to find things out there that I can support, whether it's a cause mm-hmm. like Great Cycle Challenge or uh, veterans associations or you know, make a wish or things, but I'm going to put in the miles for a reason. And, uh, so that was just three years ago. And last wow. year I came across like many other people, great cycle challenge. And I said, this seems great. I'm going to give it a try. And here we are today, you know? Uh, so that was my journey so, to why do I cycle now? Uh, why do I cycle for the great cycle yeah. challenge is because once you're involved in this, there's, there's no way you walk away from it. I thought maybe I'd do one and done right. and I'd do something else this year, but you know, it just came right back to me. The organization is incredible, mm-hmm. and uh, the there's every rider out there that I run into is extremely supportive. Just yesterday, and seriously, I finished my ride. I'm listening to you. I'm telling and Nate's mm. mom and that whole story. I finish up. I rack my bike. I go across the street to our local pub. I sit down at the counter to, to reward myself with a with a beer, and the guy behind the counter is wearing a Great Cycle Challenge jersey. 
he, what? he's working at this great little, I won't, I don't know if you can say the name, but this great little place in downtown Midland. And mm-hmm. I didn't know that Dan was riding uh, for the cycle challenge. He didn't know I was riding for the cycle challenge, but there we, I'm wearing my t-shirt. He's wearing his Jersey. And yeah, so we, um, just, you run into people all over the place supporting this awesome cause. That's, that's so cool. And you, I mean, you think you would, cause there's like eight over 80,000 people across the country, but then you think, well, that's 80,000 people out of billions, you know, yeah. but then you do. That's so amazing. I, I haven't had that lucky break of running into anyone, man. Yeah. I don't know how that's not happening. No, it, it'll, <laughs> it'll happen. We were, uh, I was out riding last year. I was out really on a lonely rail trail. Um, just, you know, head down, cycling along i see another person coming toward me opposite direction and uh kind of just glance up and he glances up at me because it's head down kind of riding you're just tired and you want to get through mm-hmm. and we both stop about 50 feet past each other because we were both wearing our jerseys and we had just realized it then i wow, and it was just so out funny. out in the middle of the countryside two guys crossing with the wearing great wow. cycle challenge so it will happen that's exciting. I should probably be wearing my jersey. That's my problem. So I wanted to ask you, well, first of all, what an uh, amazing story of how you found your way back to biking. I mean, I'm so glad you did because once it's in your blood, you know, it's like your thing. Mm-hmm. But um, how has it helped your um, your illness? Do you feel like it's improving it or keeping you more mobile? Well, it's and, – and, and I only bring this up because I want to – I hope that other people – find that just because we have something that holds us back, you know, we all face some mm-hmm. type of, of challenge, mental challenge, physical challenge, business challenge, personal challenge. Everybody has something and we can either, oh, yeah. we can either choose to um, let that uh, define us or it can mm-hmm. just be an element of our story. And I will not, just because I, you know, it, when I get off my bike, it's it's not necessarily a uh, always a fun thing. There's lots of times that riding and stuff causes some of the jarring that causes the inflammation to flare up, uh, and it, I know that after some rides it's going to be a challenge. But that doesn't mean that I, it gives me the excuse to to not get back on that bike, you know, mm-hmm. because I can press through. My my God, the kids are are going through so many of these challenges and and fighting for themselves. If they can do it. I can I can deal with some some inflammation at a time. I can keep pushing through. And I think that that's what we should challenge all of us to do. Right. You know, you're you're totally right. Like one of the things that I try not to say this phrase very often anymore. I probably used to say it a lot back in the day, but I I like I don't like to say, "Well, this is hard," you know, or this, and especially now since starting this challenge, if I catch myself saying in my head or out loud, this is hard. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> it's not, you know, I just picture, I look, I think of the pictures of Nat that her mom shared on our Facebook page that were just, I like, I cannot get them out of my head. I'm like, that's hard. Mm-hmm. Or if I think, oh, you know what? My knee is really sore. Cause when I ride, I have a sleeve on my knee to help kind of stabilize it. And if I get off and it's sore, I'm like, you know what? That's not pain. Yep. Pain is what that little girl went through that. Like it's just changed and I mean, not that we shouldn't all be able to have our own, you know, we have our, we are all, we all come into life with different challenges and different things that, you know, make our life, you know, make us learn and grow and, and eventually thrive on the other side. Um, I don't want, it just changed the way I look at things. It makes the small things such small things, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and especially in today's world where it just seems like everyone is uh, turning against each other much too easily. 
um, you know, mm-hmm. things like Great Cycle Challenge bring us back together. Right. And just the like when you think about all these, you know, people that I never knew that I'm connecting with either on the podcast or just on the Facebook page. And you think there are people that I run into every, you know, throughout the day at a store or in a line or on the road or whatever. And any one of them could have a story like Nat's mom had. Exactly. And you just don't know it. So like, I, I'm just trying to be so like, I, I'm trying to just go out and be kind. Just be kind. Yeah, you know, like that much alone can change everything. And not that I wasn't before, but it's making me more, even more self-aware. And what's really interesting about some of the other stories that I've been listening to, and again, I, I hope people uh, hear these stories and, and keep coming back and listening to them after the Great Cycle Challenge is over. But uh, it, it seems that a lot of people that are involved doing the Great Cycle Challenges, they do have challenges of their own. I mean, I listened to Melissa's story about uh, her and her brother in, in their battle with juvenile diabetes and is helping her dad through through cancer. You listen to uh, Matt's story about what some of his experiences were, and now he's like knocking out major miles. Um, and, and so many of the other people that you've uh, interviewed, they really all have know, something yeah. that they're all challenged with. But it doesn't matter because we're still going to come out and we're still going to put in the miles. We're still going to put in the effort. And hopefully we're going to help make a difference. And they're full of fire. They're like full of life. I mean, you look at these people and when they tell the story, like even yourself, I get that it's a different kind of story, but it's still like a life challenge. Inflammation and pain are, that's a heart that's challenging. That makes life a lot different than if you don't have that. And, um, and you know, going to doctors, all those things. Nobody wants to be doing that, but then to turn around and I, I think it's like we turn it into a superpower. Like we take the negative and turn it into a superpower. Oh, I like that. That's perfect. By helping these kids. I really like that. Yeah. yeah. It's my, yeah. Everything you can do and redirect into superpower. That's why they have capes probably when you get to 20. <laughs> so um, tell me about your three random facts. This is sort of my favorite part because you like people have surprised me every time. Well, and I, I, and the, again, having gone back and listened to several episodes now, it's it's like it's intimidating. Dude, the three random facts. What, <laughs> what three good facts can you come up with that it will actually be interesting? So I went back and forth about this, and I, I said, I went to my wife and I said, "What what's three interesting things about me?" He said, three? I can barely think of one." So. <laughs> so uh, it, I doubt that. I really doubt that. So here, here's the. Um, my first interesting fact that I think about actually involves uh, my now wife. Um, uh, very few people know this, but uh, I asked my wife to marry me over the phone. Interesting. And, it, and, and why? Well, and well, first of all, both of us had been previously married, and and we we called it both of us had started marriages um, in in the early parts okay. of our lives, and we had been together. We'd met in 1997. We had been together for. Um, uh, four years, with the exception of what we all laughingly refer to as we were on a Rachel and Rachel and Ross break for six months. Um, for some some of the people <laughs> listening might remember that, probably not. We're getting. Old. I don't. I totally remember from yeah. friends. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so we were together. We were living together. We, we were in a, in a really good state, very positive, um, and we talked about it. There was no real reason or need for us to get married. Everything was great with traveling and both working on careers and very positive. 
Um, so there was no need to get married. But we also knew that somewhere down the road, eventually we should, there would be children in our future. Um, so we're all getting, it's, it was the Monday of the week of Memorial Day of uh, 2001. And I'm just sitting in my office and she's working in the building over uh, across the street. And I'm sitting in my office and it said in the afternoon, I just picked up the phone and I said, hey, what are you doing on Friday? And she said, hey, well, you, you adult, uh, we're going camping. And we're all been talking about this. We're going up to the Upper Peninsula of Michigan going camping. And I said, hey, well, yeah, I know that. Uh, do you want to get married first? And she said, <laughs> and if she was here, she would testify that this is the honest truth. I said, do you want to get married first? Without missing a beat, she said the following sentence. Well, let me check my calendar. And she comes back after. Oh, so she, did you? <laughs> she comes back after about ten seconds. She says, "Well, I've got something in early afternoon, but I can probably move it." And I said, "Great!" And that was the conversation <laughs> of. Uh, and so we were married that uh, uh, that Friday afternoon uh, before we went up to have a wonderful a mini honeymoon up in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, visiting pictured rocks, and uh, and it's been uh, it's been it just gets better and better every year that goes by. So that's. <laughs> So wait, 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 wait. You just like it popped in your head. It wasn't like something you were contemplating prior, like very seriously prior to that Well, like that I said, we, up to that point, we knew it was going to happen. We knew that we, we were going to get married okay. at some time. We had sometimes discussed, <laughs> do we do the big church wedding again? We've both done that before. Who would we invite? What's what's special to us? So actually, the, the final part of that story is, so we had a, a very quick, small civil service that Friday. And then, I don't know if you're mm -hmm. familiar, but there, in, there's an area up in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan called Pictured Rocks. It's a beautiful uh, lakeshore that Lake Superior has been sculpting through weather and wave action for hundreds of thousands of years. And, and just, it makes these beautiful limestone uh, pictures, if you would, on the rocks. And it's mm -hmm. one of the most gorgeous places in Michigan. Um, we kayaked out to our a favorite place along the rocks and we did our own personal exchange of vows out there you know, we like i said we'd had our civil civil ceremony out there oh. but that was that was our uh special moment so oh that's beautiful story that was a pretty darn interesting yeah. random fact i'll give you yeah, that thank you well it involves my one. wife so it has to be interesting so number two <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, you're bringing yeah. in others, you know, to make it look better. I gotcha. Okay. And number two. Uh, number two is a cycling story, somewhat a cycling story. Um, when uh, in 1997, uh, a group of us went up to Alaska and we rode uh, about two thirds of the, of the state um, across the highways and stuff there. But before they came up, uh, I was riding out of, outside the town of Seward and there is a trail system there that goes up to uh, or a road that goes up to a relatively famous glacier called Exit Glacier. And I rode okay. up to the start of Exit Glacier, and it's literally this snow path that you can go up to the top of the glacier. It's a couple of miles, and there's an observation hut. And so I rode up to the glacier thinking, okay, this is cool. I'll take a few pictures. And then I saw that there was a path, and I decided I would hike to mm -hmm. the top of the glacier. Now, you have to understand, I'm wearing cycling shorts. Uh, and I'm wearing like a, a Tiba sandal and I had a fleece top with me. So I start walking up the glacier 
wearing sandals and cycling shorts and a top and carrying my water bottle from my bike. Now I'm passing people that are in like the full gear with the ropes and the full outfits and their hiking poles and everything. And I'm just wandering around on a glacier. Uh, and I made it up to the hut <laughs> and people were like stopping and taking pictures of this weird guy that was walking around in shorts. So, so that's number two. Oh my gosh. That reminds me of me. Uh, I was on, well, not anywhere near Alaska or hiking up to a, a hut, but when you see someone weird on a trail, I was riding my local trail and there was early in the morning, like 5.30 sun coming up time. And and I ride the same rail trail all the time, like mm-hmm. almost all the time. And I hardly ever see people. And I see someone riding towards me and he is riding on like an old fashioned bike. He's wearing a poncho, like the kind, you know, the, that you might get in yeah, Mexico, yeah. you know, he's, um, looks like Jesus <laughs> and this is not common <laughs> out on my trail. And the best part is he's barefoot and carrying his shoes in his arm, wow. riding one handed shoes in his arm, barefoot riding, doesn't say a word, rides past me, which is weird. Usually people say, Hey, rides past. And I'm like, that was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And then when I turn around and start coming back, there he goes. Oh, I thought you were going to say, and then he had disappeared. And it's like, oh, no, oh, wow. No, no, no. I mean, I, I ended my, I got to the end where I always turn it, like if I'm doing what, however many miles, I turn around, I come back. And then, you know, I'm riding along, riding along, right? And here he must have turned around to go back too, still carrying his shoes, riding an old style, like no gear wow. bike with bare feet. And it's just like misty morning in the marsh, sunrise kind of thing. It was so weird. So, yeah. I didn't take a picture of him, though. Wish I could have, but I thought that (laughs) was probably not the time to stop and do that. (laughs) So, yeah, you were kind of like... I was the barefoot Jesus Jesus guy. The sandal. (laughs) The sandaled crazy guy on the uh, ice, on the glacier. (laughs) Oh, wow. Too funny. That's a good one, though. You you have you're doing pretty you know pretty well here. On well, like the, I said, I, I've been I've been working yeah, on this for one? for a couple of weeks now. So the last one, the <laughs> no last pressure. one is not as much a random fact, and I I just I, uh, more than anything, my uh, my wonderful wife. Uh, we have two pretty great kids. My daughter is actually uh, now 15 years old, and as I we're recording this, she's over in Europe uh, with an international choir um, touring. Um, and she got there through her own merit. My oh. son is in the next room, probably tearing something apart that he shouldn't be. Um, he's now 13 <laughs> years old and he's just a, he's a, an incredible, wonderful kid. And, and I'm very proud of both of them. And we're, we are very proud of both of them. But this last mm-hmm. factoid was something that, that happened just last year. Um, and we're so proud. Um, so my, my son does Boy Scouts. My daughter does Girl Scouts. They've been both doing it for years. My wife is a is a scout leader and they rarely cross mm-hmm. over in anything that they do as scouts. But we had a rededication here in Midland, Michigan of a local um, icon, a, an architectural icon um, that is kind of the symbol of our town. And it was the first time I, my son was in the color guard for the boy scouts. My daughter's group sang the national anthem as girl scouts. And it was the first time that they had, ever done a, a something like this together um, representing their various organizations in the same place. And it was just one of those great little family moments. And, uh, and mm. I, when I think of moments like that, and I think about those two kids and 
then I think about the challenges that so many of these other kids are facing. And I just, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I would ever have the strength that some of these parents find in helping support their children through their, their battle with cancer. And uh, I, I, obviously, I hope it never happens to my children. But that's kind of mm-hmm. leads back to why we do this in the first place, Jane, is we've got to get right. to that sense of community again, um, where we're all helping out, be part of each other's lives and raising each other's children or being the example for our kids as they grow and being supportive and strong. We've got to be stronger and we're, do- we're doing our best. Absolutely. So. I, I totally agree. And that was a great story. And congratulations on, you know, these wonderful kids you're raising and the experience you're having. And it makes me think about how being part of this, I mean, I said I'm changed, forever changed from doing this. But a couple of the other things that I've noticed is I am being ultra more aware of not taking my kids for granted, of going, you know how you get in your routine and you're rushing from thing to thing. And pretty soon you're like, when did I talk to my teenager last? You know, what is, what is he up to? It's making me make specific time to spend with them, just like I would for anything else that I schedule, like make sure Mm -hmm. I'm doing that, you know, and, and also just being so grateful for how, you know, again, what feels hard at sometimes isn't hard compared to how hard life could be, Exactly. you know? And so it is, it's, it's helping out, but it's also being being grateful, you know, and appreciating what we have. Absolutely. Like your story, which is what you just shared about your kids. So that's a beautiful story. And how cool being in Scouts. I was a Girl Scout up until about high school, and then I got busy chasing boys or something like that. So yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> trust me, as I said, she's she's over in Europe with a with a about 110 other kids right now uh, from around the Midwest and um, doing this three week concert tour because that's what you and I did at 15 right we went over to Europe and sang in a concert tour right (laughs) yeah I know I know such a different world my son's going next year with school and I'm like I haven't even been to Europe yet this is so (laughs) not fair I was gonna say it's been so nice talking with you Matt and I appreciate everything you're doing for the great cycle challenge and taking your time out today to share your story well hey where can people find your page so they can donate to um to your cause as well. Okay. To your well, as, as, as always, it's at greatcyclechallenge.com slash riders and then slash my name, M-A-T-T-R-A-S-S-E-T-T-E. So riders slash Matt Rissette. Right. Uh, you can donate. I, I encourage you to donate to somebody. Donate to me. That's great. Donate to you, right. Jane. Uh, that's great. Donate to our team. Uh, we are both on riding on, on Team Bella. Um, uh, Go out and and see Bella's story, another courageous kid that's going to be battling Mm -hmm. um, uh, all of her life Um, and just one of the sweetest smiles that you'd ever see. And uh, so hopefully we're riding for her and we're going to we're riding to make a difference. But uh, but go the other thing is just go do something to go do something for somebody. And in your life will be better. Their life will be better. And and, uh, we'll all be better together. I know. It's been amazing. And so thanks for joining me. And um, I hope we'll, hopefully we'll have a big celebration at the end of this week that we got our miles in and we 
raised $10 million by the end of this and um, we cure cancer. Absolutely. Right? Let's That's do it. Plan. All right. Have a good day, man. Bye, Jane. Thanks so much. And there we have another episode of the Great Cycle Challenge series of 2019, where we've talked with several, I mean several different riders who have come to this ride for all different reasons to join the more than 80,000 people across the country riding to cure children's cancer. Everyone ultimately is doing it for their kids, for the kids, their kids or any of the kids, trying to prevent this disease and help cure it. If you'd like to leave a comment to any of the episodes, please head on out to the Apple podcast. You can leave a comment there. Leave a rating if you have a chance. would really appreciate that. Or you can go to glisteningparticles.com and comment on their episode. Appreciate everyone's support and definitely head out to greatcyclechallenge.com. And there are so many ways to donate there. Anything you can do to help, we appreciate it. Thanks for listening, everyone. So, are you following your passion, inspiring people, and willing to share your story? Then find me, because that's what I do. And remember, keep up with all the news by visiting glisteningparticles.com and signing up for the newsletter where you'll get the inside scoop on where I'll be wandering next, some guest updates, and the latest random acquaintance story. For up-to-the-moment shenanigans, follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you see me post from down the road at your local diner, be sure to drop everything and come say hi, because I love to meet the listeners. Until next time, keep shining. Keep shining.